What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of College Hoops Pod. It's Selection Sunday, March 14th. Um, I'm here today with Alex, Mick, and Spencer. What, how are you guys doing? Doing absolutely great. Great. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. You guys ready to talk some college basketball? I am pumped, Chris. I'm pumped. <laughs> Alex is so excited. Um, we just got our first look at the bracket around four hours ago. Um, we're going to give you some of our initial looks. Um, and it's just it's great to have Selection Sunday back, man. It's been a long time coming. Um, Mick, you want to talk to us first about the South region? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was sitting here, you know, watching this bracket unfold, and all I could think of is just how easy Baylor had, especially in the upper part of their bracket. I mean, this Baylor team was ridiculous this year. Averaged a league best 43% from free. They got good defense. They passed the ball really well. Led by one of the best point guards of the league, Jared Butler. And that's not even mentioning their other guards, Tegan Mitchell. You know, 84 points per game. Just what a great team. Uh, obviously got to be the favorites. Uh, and they got the easiest road definitely in this top, even in, in this bracket in general, especially this top half. Um that's not to say that this bracket won't be boring, especially as you go down further, going to that the two and the three seed uh, side of the bracket. There's some really interesting teams down here. You've got uh, you got Texas Tech, you got Arkansas, uh, you got Ohio State. All of these teams had really really solid regular seasons. Um, I think it's going to be really hard for one of these teams. Uh, it's going to be hard to see which one of these teams is the one that comes out on top of all the others. You know, if you're Texas Tech and Arkansas, if you win your first games, you got to play right again next week. And if you do that, then you got to get past, you know, an Ohio State or even like a Florida or Virginia Tech. So just a tough bottom half of this bracket. Um, but yeah, Baylor's obviously the favorite. Uh, they are just, they seem unstoppable. Uh, you know, they've had some losses, but they play every game super hard. Uh, and it'll just be, it'll be, it'll be hard to stop them. Um, but for some upsets, I think there are definitely some upsets, upset teams in this bracket. Uh, and two popular ones that are going to be picked a lot are going to be Winthrop and Colgate. Uh, starting with this Winthrop team, they're going up against Villanova. It's a five versus 12 matchup. This Winthrop team, you know, they had one loss this year and it was by two points. Um, they have, you know, they're. They score 80 points a game. They're top at all the categories in the country. Good field goal percentage led by the combination of Chandler Baldwin and DJ Burns. Um, I think that especially with Villanova losing Colin Gillespie, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very popular pick for Winthrop uh, to to take down the five seed. Um, and this Colgate team is really really interesting. They were 14 and one. They haven't lost since January 3rd. So that's been over three, you know, like uh, over two months of basketball. Uh, some really, really interesting stats about them that are important to bring up. They're currently third in the country in points per game, 15th in rebounds per game, and ninth in assists per game. Absolutely ridiculous for a mid-major team. Uh, I just think that they're gonna they're gonna create some matchup matchup nightmares for this Arkansas team, and this Arkansas team is really good. Uh, but so is this Colgate team. And it'll be really interesting to see who comes out on top. Uh, but to give my to give my picks for the first round, um, for Baylor v. Hartford, I'm taking Baylor. I mean, pretty obvious. For UNC Wisconsin, I'm going with UNC. Wisconsin had a really rough stretch to end the season. Uh, they're on a lose, you know, bit of a losing streak right now. But the games are all really close. 
UNC's just too big. Uh, they're going to outmatch Wisconsin and take the win. Uh, and while I do think Winthrop will be a really popular pick, I'm going with Villanova, especially if they get Justin Moore back, the backup point guard to Colin Gillespie. Uh, you know, they still got Jer- uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Um, they have low turnovers. Um, if they can shoot, the- they can shoot the ball well. And if they shoot the ball well, I still I still will take them to beat Winthrop. For Purdue versus North Texas, I'm taking Purdue. Uh, the combination of Travion Williams and Zach Eady, 6'11 and 7'4", preached some absolute matchup nightmares, not only for this North Texas team, but later down the line too. Uh, for Texas Tech and Utah State, I'm taking Texas Tech. Um, this Utah State team is really interesting. Um, they're really good at rebounding, really good at assists. Um, definitely one of the best de- defensive teams in the nation. Um, but this Texas Tech team is a battle-torn team in the Big 12. Played really, really well. Obviously, they got Mac McClung. You got uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. Um, if they can shoot well from three, which they've shown before, uh, I absolutely see them beating Utah State and maybe going further in the bracket. For Arkansas and Colgate, again, I know Colgate's going to be a popular pick, but I'm going to take Arkansas. They were on a nine-game win streak before they lost to LSU. Uh, Moses Moody, absolutely one of the best freshmen in the nation, deserves more respect. I think it'll be up to some of their seniors, like Justin Smith, to really control this team. Uh, but again, I think they're just – I think they, they played a really tough schedule in the SEC and can come out on top. Uh, for Florida and Virginia Tech, I'm going to take Virginia Tech. I think Florida is way too inconsistent. They're 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. Um, and this Virginia Tech team, even though they really haven't played much because of COVID issues, play some really good defense. They beat a completely healthy Villanova team earlier on, early on in the year. Uh, so I like I like them to take Florida. And Ohio State versus Oral Roberts. Um, this Ohio State team is, is good. They have good offense. Um, you know, but most of the games, especially recently, have been decided by a few points. Now, I don't really recommend this in terms of choosing your bracket, but I'm going with the 15 seed Oral Roberts to beat Ohio State. Oral Roberts is led by Mac Abrams, Max Abrams, who is absolutely like he is by far and away the top scorer in the NCAA. Uh, you know, they got uh, Obenor too, who averages basically a double double a night. Uh, I think that this game is going to turn to a shootout and Oral Roberts just, they've got the firepower to take down Ohio State. So look for that 15 t- seed to beat the two. And that's my predictions for this bracket. Yeah, Mick, uh, um, I think you brought up a good point um, about Colgate, um, especially how they were 14-1. Um, and I think that's one of the issues of this year that the committee in, had to look at is the fact that most of their schedule got canceled because of the coronavirus. Um, and it's it's hard any year for the committee to judge where to put teams, so especially in years where they don't know uh, how teams would have fared in those games that they didn't play. We talked in our last podcast about a team like Winthrop, who was 22-1. and one. I wonder if a team like Colgate could have finished with that record um, as well if they would have had those games. But you talked about Baylor and how they have the easiest road. Um, I just want to speak about that for a little bit and how Baylor, they had, they do have the easiest road, but as far as the matchups and the teams that they're probably going to be playing, they probably don't match up that well against them. A team like UNC who runs three, four centers, like guys above 6'10". Um, it's going to be tough for a team like Baylor, who their leading rebounder and their big man down low is Mark Vitale, who's 6'5". 
obviously he's a pretty big dude, but he's 6'5". He might struggle against someone like De'Aaron Sharp or Armando Bacal on UNC. And even a team like Purdue that they could play in the Sweet 16. Uh, you talked about Zach Eddy um, and uh, their other big. They're, I mean, those are two big teams that they could potentially go against. That The committee uh, really is testing Baylor in those early games. Um, I think Chris might've just cut off. So I'm going to go ahead and, oh, my bad. I must be glitching. Um, sorry guys. So what I was, what I was going to say when I first saw this bracket, um, I saw a lot of potential upsets. Um, I really like Winthrop over Villanova just because Winthrop has some of has one of the best guards in the country. Um, he, I think that without Gillespie, um, Villanova has struggled, and we've seen that. And I think that Winthrop has high upset potential here. Um, I really like Colgate over Arkansas. I think Colgate uh, shoots it well, rebounds it well, defends well, uh, scores at a, at a high level. Um, and I think that that's how LSU beat Arkansas in the SEC tournament. And I think, granted, they're in two completely different conferences in terms of competition and just magnitude. Um, I think that this Colgate team has a lot of potential to upset Arkansas in the first round. Yeah, we love hearing about those upsets. Um, I mean – we, we talked about Colgate enough, a team like Winthrop, we talked about again in our last podcast. Um, this region definitely has those opportunities for upsets. Um, Alex, I'm going to shoot it to you now. If you want to talk about the East, um, obviously a team like Michigan uh, has some concerns. They kind of limped into the, the tournament this year. Um, you have a, a few Pac-12 teams like Colorado, UCLA, and of course your uh, Spartans. Um, t- talk to us about the East. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, I'm not too happy, uh, but I'll put my feelings aside while I talk to you about how I feel. Um, when I took a first look at this bracket, um, I really think that Florida State has a super, super, super easy path. Uh, maybe not super, super, super. I'd say their path is pretty easy. Um I mean, UNC Greensboro, they're a team that makes it a lot. Um, I don't think that they're really high upset potential there. I think they're just a team that gets in because they're extremely good in their conference. Um, They will play the winner of Georgetown and Colorado. Uh, Georgetown has been hot as of late, but I just don't think that they're good enough to beat a team like Florida State and Colorado has also been pretty hot besides the loss to Oregon State, but I just don't know if those two teams are good enough to beat a team like Florida State. I mean, Leonard Hamilton is going to light a fire under their ass after that ACC championship loss. Uh, I really like him as a coach, and I think that they'll come into the tournament super hungry. Um, They would face either Michigan, LSU, or St. Bonaventure. I'm not going to count Mount St. Mary's just because they're a 16 seed. I don't see one of those upsets happening this year. Um, Michigan is very, very depleted right now. Eli Brooks is not at full health. 
Uh, Hunter Dickinson got banged up last game that they played. Um, Livers is probably done for the year. He has the same injury that Langford had that kept him out for three years. Um, and I think that they're a one seed that has high early round potential, uh, not to a 16 seed, but I think to an eight or a nine or to maybe a five or a four um, when they get there. I like LSU a lot. Um, I'll talk about them a little in a little bit, but I think that Florida State is better than them, and I think Florida State matches up against them well. Um, I think Balsa Koprivic has been good as of late, but I th- uh, I also think Scotty Barnes has been great as of late. Um, I like MJ Walker. I just don't think LSU has a defense to uh, contain Florida State. I mean, even Georgia Tech had trouble, but they Georgia Tech is also one of the best defensive teams in the country. Um, and St. Bonaventure, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the Bonnies. Uh, they have the fourth best defense in the country uh, in terms of scoring, but they also played in a pr- pretty weak conference. Not, not the worst. Um, I think that Florida State is better than most of these teams. And I think that this, this bracket doesn't really have an easy path, but I think that that's the easiest path. Um, the toughest road, in my opinion, uh, to the final four in this bracket would be Texas. Uh, Abilene Christian is super underrated. I really like them. Um, they recently blew out the second place in their conference. Um, UConn struggled early, but uh, Book Knight's back. I really like him. High-level scorer. Really like him in the NBA draft as well. Uh, even Maryland. Maryland's defense has been great as of late. Um, they have the defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. Um Aaron Wiggins is a, is a great player and uh, Texas would see Alabama if they made it to the elite eight and uh, or sorry, the sweet 16. Um, and I think Alabama is, is one of my picks for the final four. Um, so I really like, I really don't, I mean, I really dislike Texas's path, but I also don't, I think it would not be wise to doubt Shaka smart in March. Um, my three favorites for this conference are Alabama, Texas, and LSU. I really like Alabama's guard play. Um, Herbert Jones is one of the best players in the country, as well as John Petty. Shackelford has found his footing lately. Um, he played amazing in the SEC championship. Javon Quinterly, um, basketball needs New Jersey. I'd just like to say that. Uh, he is one of the best six men in the country. And Nate Oates is, is, is a great coach. If they get Josh Primo back, I really see a Final Four run. Uh, I just talked about them, Texas. I, I really like Texas, Big 12 champs. Shaka Smart is, is a, an amazing coach. Uh, Matt Coleman, Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey are some of the best, one of the best guard rooms in the country. Um, Kai Jones, Greg Bound, and Jericho Sims are also one of the best big rooms in the country. Um, and they just want it really bad. I mean, you could see in the Big 12 title game, they just wanted it. Um, so I really like them. And I think a sleeper pick is is LSU. Um, I think they were put too low. I don't think they're an eighth seed. I think they're around a six or a five. Um, Trendon Wofford is is All-American type talent. Really like him. Uh, Javante Smart is, is a great leader and probably one of the best point guards in the country. And I mean, NBA draft prospect, Cam Thomas. I'm really hoping this guy's in Nick one day. Uh, he's been awesome in terms of scoring. I mean, even today, 
dude is pulling up from the logo. Um, their supporting cast is amazing. And Will Wade is a, is a terrific coach. Um, I really see them making a final four run as, as a quote unquote Cinderella team. Um, and I think that if you're looking to pick upsets this year, this is probably the bracket, uh, to not do it. Um, I mean, I can see 11 over six. I like Michigan state or UCLA over BYU, uh, but I'm not sure. I really like, I, I if you want to pick an upset, I really like Iona, uh, Rick Pitino is his first time back in the tournament. He's one of the best coaches of all time. And this is one of the only 15 over two that I can see happening this year. Sorry, Mick. Um, and I think that the winner of LSU and St. Bonaventure has a, will probably, probably be favorited versus Michigan. Um, I, I just don't think Michigan is, is healthy. And I just, you could tell yesterday, I just don't think Juwan Howard is, is ready for the big moments. I may be biased, but um, I don't like Michigan and I, and I really like LSU and St. Bonaventure in terms of just their matchup. And yeah, that is the East bracket. Sorry, it took so long, guys. <laughs> no, I think the the East bracket is really, really interesting this year. I think you really hit it on the head with Michigan. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how they deal with their injuries. Um, I, I think Michigan's still a very talented team, a team that can't be caught out. Uh, one team I really want to focus on is this Georgetown team. That's won four straight, uh, including just absolutely crushing Creighton uh, in the in the Big East Championship game. I mean, they're a team that's catching fire at the right time. You know, they're led by Javon Blair, you know, averaging a solid, like, you know, almost 16 points per game. Um, they got Wahab at center, uh, you know, seven-foot center, gets 12 points, eight boards a game. Like, he's he's playing really, really well. Um, I think this Georgetown team is a team that's gonna is catching fire right at the like right at the best time, um, and as much as I like this FSU team, uh, I could see this Georgetown team taking down FSU if they get to it. Uh, Chris, you got anything to add? Yeah, just jumping on your point. Um, I mean, you talked about Quadis Wahab. Um, I actually played against his high school basketball team. Uh, he wasn't there; he was touring. Um, but I, his backups were pretty good, so dude must be insane. Um, Georgetown's miracle run in the Big East was uh, it, it was a miracle run, um, and I'm happy for Patrick Ewing, especially in a year where they lost John Thompson. Uh, I Sorry, audio cut out. So I just want to mostly talk about LSU. I mean, Alex, you talked mostly about them, but um, players like Cam Thomas, th those freshmen excite me in March. I think they certainly have big upset potential over Michigan, um, and every year – March Madness, one one seed has not made it to the Sweet 16, or at least one one seed. I think Michigan's the team this year. I just – the way LSU played today in the championship game against Alabama, who's a pretty good team, and Alabama was hitting shots, uh, shows the fight in LSU. I think Trenton Watford's a bucket. Um, and Javante Smart, I mean, he's been there a while. He knows the deal. Uh, they went on a, a little bit of a run in the last NCAA tournament um, over Yale and then Maryland. Um, I really like LSU as an upset pick over Michigan. Um, and – yeah, I, th those are, yeah. Are, uh, yeah. Oh. You have any thoughts? Yeah, Chris, I was going to say, um, I think that that SEC championship game, I don't think it, it really said much about LSU in a negative way. I think it more said stuff about Alabama in a positive way. Um, LSU played near perfect. 
Like, to be honest, I watched the whole game. They, they really could not have, have really played a better game. Alabama just played like, I don't even know how to describe it. They played better than perfect. Um, I think that LSU, I really like this LSU team. Um, I think they got put in a great position being seated low and being seated in Michigan's bracket. Uh, Spencer, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say another team to watch out for in this bracket is UConn with James uh, Boatnight. Ever since he's returned, UConn has been one of the hottest teams. And although they lost to Creighton in the Big East tournament, I, I still think they're a potential team that can make a run, a final full run. I know they'd have to face Alabama in the second round. I feel like that would be a great game, but I feel like with Boat Night, they could beat really anybody. Yeah, um, actually, I don't know how long ago it was. It may have been a week ago, but uh, UConn was actually one of Andy Katz's Final Four sleeper picks. Um, I think definitely having a player like Book Knight back um, is a big thing for them. And in March, I mean, you want players that can hit shots and that are built for the moment. Um, and I think he's one of those players. Um, Alex, you have some picks, I believe, that you need to make. Um, let's tell us about these. Yeah, I'm going to go pretty quick. Um, I got Michigan first round over Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. Uh, really, really tough game to pick. I got LSU, though. Um, I like Georgetown against Colorado. Um, I have Florida State over UNC Greensboro. I'm going to pick the play-in winner over BYU. Um, I think BYU has played their best basketball. I think it's it's coming to an end. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think they're also a great team. I don't want to take away from them. So I'll pick the, the playing game. Um, Texas over Abilene Christian, UConn over Maryland, and Bama over Iona. Sweet. Thank you, Alex. All right, Spencer, I believe you're next with the Midwest. What do you have to tell us about them? And the Illini look like they should be winning it all. Um, they have a team like Oklahoma State that they could run to eventually. Um, and a two-seed, kind of unknown in Houston. Um, what do you tell us about the Midwest? Yeah, so first I'd say that the Illini got to be the favorite. They're arguably the hottest team going into the tournament. They've just won the Big Ten tournament today in a great game with Ohio State. They're led by Io and Kofi. Io came back to compete for a national championship. He could have been a first-round draft pick last year, but came back and said in his uh, announcement returning that he's coming back with one goal, and that's to win a national championship. So I feel like they're, they've been waiting for this the whole, the whole year, and I think they're going to come out of this bracket. And I feel like one team that got a really difficult road is Oklahoma State. I feel like they were really underseeded. They should have been a three, maybe even a two, but they're actually given a four. They were seated behind West Virginia, who they beat twice this month alone. And then um, they've also beat Baylor this month and then have to face a good Liberty team in the first round. And then if they win that, go on to face Tennessee and then a, and then earn themselves a Sweet 16 matchup with, the, with Illinois. So I feel like they really got screwed. And then I said that an potential upset is Syracuse over San Diego State. A lot of people weren't sure that Syracuse was even going to be in the tournament. But not only did they get in, but they weren't even one of the last four in. They actually got a bye straight into the round of 64. And I feel like they could potentially upset Syracuse as they play a zone and not much teams play a zone. And it's hard to prepare for one. So I think that's 
the potential upset to watch. And the 8-9 game is two, I think, really underrated teams. going to be a defensive battle between Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech. Loyola Chicago is a top five rated defensive team. And Georgia Tech is led by Jose Alvarado and ACC Player of the Year, Moses Wright. And obviously, they just won the ACC tournament as well. So they're coming in red hot, riding high. So I feel like that's going to be a great game. I think Loyola Chicago might edge them as they still have Crutwig from their Final Four team a few years ago and have a great coach. And then in the 5-12 game, another interesting game that could be a potential upset. But I got Tennessee as they go against Oregon State, who was a bid stealer when they beat Colorado last night. And... Yeah, Colorado last night and Oregon in the semifinal, and they stole a bid from Louisville, which I'm really surprised Louisville didn't get in. I know you're a big ACC fan, Chris, so I'm surprised there. But I think they're playing their best basketball at the right time, so they could potentially upset Tennessee in the five, the famous 5-12 upset. But I'm going to go Tennessee there. And then we got Oklahoma State Liberty. Oklahoma State playing great. They got the number one pick in the NBA draft, number one recruit. One of the best players in the nation in Cade Cunningham could get you 30 any night. So I feel like in March, that's what you need to win. And having arguably the best player in the floor at any time automatically puts them in contention to win a championship. Although, like I said earlier, they have a really tough road. Then uh, Syracuse, San Diego State. I talked about this a little earlier. I think Cuse wins here. San Diego State has a great team out of the Mountain West. They won the Mountain West. And last year, they would have been a one or two seed. Obviously, they, they graduated Malachi Flynn, but they still have a lot of returners coming back. So I think that's going to be a really interesting game that could go either way. But I think Cuse is going to win. Buddy Beheim and the ACC tournament has been playing awesome. And they've been playing great. Lost to Virginia on a buzzer beater, which was another great game. Then West Virginia, Moorhead State. I got uh, West Virginia. Hudgens got Huggins got them boys playing out there like always. He's a great coach, and in March, that's what you want. Great coaches, experienced coach. So I feel they're gonna go and beat Morehead State, and then Clemson Rutgers. Shout out Rutgers, New Jersey. First time in the tournament in 31 years. So I feel like that's another good game. Rutgers started off the year red hot, won their first seven, beat Illinois got as high as a 12 seed. So I feel like they could honestly compete with anyone in this tournament. They have the potential. And if they get hot at the right time, I know recently they haven't been playing as great, but I feel like they still have the potential. They're great on defense, got an elite scorer in Ron Harper, someone who can go off the dribble and Jacob Young and Geo Baker. So I feel I got Rutgers in that game. And then in the 215 game, I got Houston, who I feel like is not talked about as much because they don't play in a power five. But obviously, they're still a great team. I feel like a lot of people underrate them as they're one of the best uh, defensive teams in the nation. And they got a great score in Quinn and Grimes. So I feel like they could also make a run and potentially come out of this bracket. Yeah, um, real quick, Spencer, great job. Um, basketball needs New Jersey again. Um, okay. Rutgers is one of the most entertaining teams, and it's awesome to see a New Jersey team get in uh, for the first time in, in 30 years. Um, so, yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I, I love to see that, and I do see them winning a game. I agree with you.
Yeah, and I, I, it's fun to have them back. They would have been in it last year too, obviously, if COVID didn't occur. But it's it's nice to finally hear a New Jersey team on Selection Sunday in Rutgers. Yeah, um, going talking about the Big Twelve a little bit again, Spencer. You touched on it. Uh, Oklahoma State seated lower than West Virginia again. Um, that was a little confusing for me. Um, I, I do think Oklahoma's got the toughest route. I mean, Liberty's a good defensive team. They kind of play like UVA a little bit. And then they have to play Tennessee potentially or Oregon State, who's hot. Um, there's just there's just some questions with Oklahoma State and their seating. Um, Spencer, you want to give your picks for each of the games real quick, and then we'll move on to the West? Yeah, so I got, I got Illinois over Drexel. I think pretty self-explanatory. I got Loyola Chicago over Georgia Tech. I feel like those are two great defensive teams. I feel like it'll be a toss-up, but I got Loyola. I got Tennessee over Oregon State. That's also really dependent on Fulkerson. Fulkerson was hurt in a, by a really cheap shot in the SEC quarterfinals in the Florida game by Omar Payne. Two elbows, he's concussed, facial fracture, so I'm hoping he'll be able to return. Then I got Oklahoma State over Liberty. Cade Cunningham's the best player on the floor, and I feel like he'll will the uh, Cowboys over Liberty. But like you said, Liberty's a great defensive team, and I feel like that's going to be a lot closer game than a lot of people expect. Then I got Syracuse over San Diego State because Syracuse runs that zone. I feel like San Diego State's going to have some troubles against it. I got West Virginia because they got McBride. They, they're really offensive-oriented this year, which is different in the past. And then I got Rutgers over Clemson. I feel like that's another toss-up game, but I feel like Rutgers is going to be able to uh, get enough stops to beat them. I feel like that's going to be another uh, low-scoring game. And then I got Houston over Cleveland State. Like I said earlier, they're a great defensive team. I feel like one of the most underrated teams in the nation. Yeah, thank you very much, Spence. Um, going into the West real quick, obviously your first thought is uh, a team like Gonzaga is the one seed. Uh, they're probably the favorite in the tournament. Um, some of my thoughts, though, is two of the teams in the West both have COVID issues. UVA, most of their team's in quarantine right now. They got booted from the ACC tournament. Uh, likewise, Kansas has three players that won't travel with them to Indianapolis. Uh, certainly some questions there for your brackets. Um, I would keep an eye out on those, and don't be afraid to have those teams losing early, especially if they're they have to forfeit games or forfeit their, their season uh, and have a replacement team going instead. Uh, I'd keep an eye on those situations as you're making your brackets. Um, team like Creighton had coaching issues. Their coach said some stuff he probably shouldn't have. Um, it's already hurt their recruiting, and one of their recruits decommitted for next year. Um, we'll see how that plays. They played well in the Big East. We'll see how that works now. Uh, I think easiest road, definitely Gonzaga. They rewarded the top seed this year. Although they're not playing in the West, everyone's in Indianapolis this year. Uh, a team like Oklahoma is slumping. They're probably going to play either them or Missouri um, in the second round. And then either Creighton or UVA, who they've already smacked UVA in the Sweet 16. They got an easy pass to the lead eight. Uh, I like Kansas on the bottom half. Uh, again, even though despite the COVID issues, uh, I think they match up well against USC um, it, or Wichita State or Drake, whoever wins that game. Um, and then the, obviously they'd have to play Iowa in the Sweet 16 um, two rounds after that. I think Gonzaga is easily the favorite. Some games I'd look out for are Iowa or sorry, Ohio over UVA. Uh, I think Ohio is a pretty interesting team. They beat Illinois earlier this season. They're led by Jason Preston, who actually had a really interesting story. If you haven't heard about Jason Preston, go check that out. Um, essentially, 
played in a, a local club team, sent us twit, a Twitter highlights to colleges, moved his way up through the club team and got an offer from Ohio. I mean, there's more to the story than that. Um, but he's averaging 16 and a half a game, six and a half rebounds and seven assists. The only thing is he does turn the ball over a little bit, which against UVA will kill you. Um, and teams I don't like, I don't really like Missouri. Um, they start out the year six and no, and since then have gone 10 and nine. They do have some uh, pretty nice wins, but then again, some losses like Georgia to, uh, to Georgia by 10, Auburn by six, Mississippi State by 25. I don't really like Missouri. Um, and Oregon and USC as well, they have one combined win uh, between the two of them. Uh, we'll see how those Pac-12 teams fare. Going into my picks uh, for this region, uh, I like the Zags over Norfolk State or Appalachian State. Um, it doesn't really matter who they're playing. I think they're going to win. Uh, I like Oklahoma over Missouri. Both teams are stumbling into the tournament. Uh, Oklahoma, they can shoot the ball. I think they played in a tougher conference than Missouri. Uh, I, I just got Oklahoma winning that game. Creighton against UCSB. Uh, the Gauchos are good. I like Creighton in this one. Um, I think – I mean, they played well in the Big East tournament. Uh, a team like Georgetown uh, they just got hot and beat them in the championship. Um, but I, I like Creighton. They got a nice win over UConn in that tournament. Uh, UV over Ohio. I'm actually going to pick Ohio in this one just because I don't know if UVA is going to have – I don't know who's in quarantine for UVA and who will and won't play. Uh, I think Ohio, they have the chance to light it up on UVA. We'll see about that one. Uh, I like USC over Wichita State or Drake. Um, again, that's another one you can throw it up in the air, but uh, stars win games, and Evan Mobley's great on USC. He's going to be a lottery pick. I like Kansas over Eastern Washington. Nothing much needs to be said about that one. Uh, I like VCU over Oregon. Again, Oregon has uh, won uh, – doesn't even have a ranked win this season. A team like VCU lost a close one today against St. Bonaventure in their A-10 championship. I like Oregon and Iowa over Grand Canyon. Again, much doesn't need to be said about that one. Um, anyone got anything to say about the West? Yeah, real quick. Um, they were talking on Selection Sunday. Um, this is by far the easiest bracket. Um, Kansas as a three seed it is just laughable to me. Um, they've had some just up and down this year. And I think that if Gonzaga doesn't come out on top of this bracket, um, there will be so many questions about Mark Few and if he's able to win. Yeah, um, you're talking about Kansas being up and down. That loss to UTEP certainly isn't good a few weeks ago. Um, I'm going to move into the Final Four predictions. Uh, I'll get us started. I, I like Gonzaga in the West. Um, I think they, uh, they're they going to win it all. Uh, I don't think Michigan gets to the Sweet 16 in the East. I like a team like Alabama or Texas. I'm going to go with Texas. Um, they won the Big 12 with some help with COVID. Um, I, I just think the way they can play defense, Matt Coleman's a stud. Uh, they're winning – they're winning the East. In the Midwest, I like Illinois. Uh, I think with the exception of Oklahoma State, they're winning. They have the easiest path, um, one of the easier paths. I don't like Houston getting far in that. I like Illinois in the Midwest. Um, and in the South, I like a team like Baylor. Uh, defense wins championships, and uh, Baylor's one of the best in the country. So I like Baylor. Um, and I, I got Gonzaga winning it all. I think a team that scores over 90 a game consistently um, and has great wins like they have, I don't think you mess with that. I think Gonzaga is going undefeated for the first, the first champion undefeated since 1976, um, which is also the last year Duke and Kentucky both didn't make the tournament. So I don't think that's a coincidence. I got the Zags. Yeah, Chris, following up on that, I'll go with my picks uh, for the West. I'm going to take Gonzaga, which hurts me because I love this Iowa team, but I think Gonzaga is just too unstoppable this year. South I'm taking Baylor. I don't think anyone's stopping them in that bracket. Midwest also going with Illinois, pretty straightforward. Nothing 
too much there. Maybe Houston pulls off an upset, but I'm definitely sticking with Illinois. East, I'm going with Alabama. Uh, Michigan's too hurt, and Alabama shoots really, really well from the field. Um, I think I'm going to follow up, and my gut right now is telling me Gonzaga's going to take it all. Uh, Spencer, you're up. Yeah, so I got uh, Gonzaga in the first region. Then I got um, in the south region, I got Baylor. So I feel like those two favorites going into the tournament will do their jobs and get their way to their final four. And in the east, I got a little bit of a dark horse. I got Florida State beating actually UConn in the Elite Eight and Florida State and Leonard Hamilton going to the final four. I feel like Leonard Hamilton is one of the most underrated coaches in the in college basketball, and I feel like he'll have some players ready. And then I have Illinois as my last final four team. And then I have uh, Gonzaga, Illinois national championship, and I feel like Io and Kofi will get the job done and bring the national championship home to Champaign. Thank you, Spencer. Um, so real quick, in the West, Gonzaga, the South, Baylor, uh, two easy picks. Um, East, I actually have Texas. I really like this Texas team. And the Midwest, I have Oklahoma State. I'm a huge fan of Oklahoma State. Um, do we potentially see the matchup that was canceled? Um, no, we don't. I have Texas Baylor in the championship, and I think Baylor comes out on top. Uh, I think the losses will actually help Baylor, and it, they'll feel less pressure to go undefeated. So, um, yeah, with that, best time of the year is coming up, guys. Make sure to enjoy it. Go follow College Hoop Spot on Instagram. And, hey, man, it's March. Have a great time. Live a great life. Thanks, guys.